That's not too bad. Oh, that's only the update that I have to open this open. Live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Testing. One, two, one, two, mic. Hold Check. <clears throat> just got a little bit of, um... Oh, uh, it's just fun. I'll, I'll get it off. I'll just get it off. This is why we can't make the content. <laughs> Christ, dude. Oh, yeah. Thomas, that does uh, not insinuate that it is mine. Anyway. Oh yeah! <laughs> Good evening, I think ladies should, and gentlemen. I don't think we should have opened with that. Damn. All right. Well, anyways. Oh really? Really? <laughs> Gee, Chris, you know, I I never would have understood or even guessed why no sane person would want to intro with that. I mean, but it's already on there. Cause so lame. congratulations. I mean, it's because we're not lame, Thomas. That's why. I okay? think that our audience is calling us a couple of other choice words right now. But okay. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. <clears throat> but yes, as I, we were saying before, we uh, got slightly derailed. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. In black. For more, <laughs> <laughs> for more tomfoolery with T&K in Tiza, your friendly neighborhood black and tan mocha man, Thomas Keeley, with my co-host. Chris Toledo. Chavez. <laughs> I guess that's the thing now. I, I guess it is, because it's like, what? I think I started like two or So three I was listening ago. to our last uh, podcast, you know, talking about how we want to kick it off. Can you kick off with your left foot yet? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Astonished. Alright. Well, um, this time we actually have a little bit of a list that Chris will uh, yes. hopefully pull up in a second. Uh, but aside from that, um, we have exciting news. This upcoming... Uh, or I shouldn't say this upcoming Sunday... Yeah, it would be... Next Sunday. Next Sunday. So, next Sunday, we are officially kicking off our The Philosophy of Heroism podcast series, which I'm very excited for. We don't know how long it's going to go on for. It's going to be Chris and I and my good friend Joseph Nieto back home. And we're just going to... like It's literally just that. You know, what makes a hero? Uh, Chris's famous question of um, what is the difference between good and evil... Uh, well, okay, well, like, it's not... Okay, so, like, at face value, what's the difference between good or evil? Oh, that's easy. They're fucking complete polar opposites. Yes, I understand that. The purpose behind the question <coughs> is what it truly means to be good versus what it truly means to be evil. Just to clarify. But that's all into next week. Um, yes. I'll also be going a little bit or trying to delve a little bit into the psychology behind the hero and what it means to be the ultimate hero, actually. Um, All Might. <laughs> this is the story of how I become the greatest hero. I don't know what's worse, the fact that you almost nailed that voice completely, or maybe it's just in my head. Both. Well then. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be, I mean, it's not just gonna be Marvel either. I mean, for all of you out there, it's gonna be My Hero Academia, old classes such as Beowulf, Hercules, uh, yes. Odysseus, um, yes, obviously Marvel and DC characters, actually. Um, and my friend Joseph, he's he's really been going into this. He did research for like a month, and he was the one who initially proposed the idea to me. So I cannot take full credit on this one. The only credit I can take is being able to broadcast it to you all live, you beautiful, beautiful human beings. So. An hour of your life, you'll never get back. Exactly, starting right now. For example, <laughs> I almost had my car towed. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so... 
just 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 to give a little bit of a of context um if you don't have a parking pass um and you park anywhere on campus you'll get fined and or towed um oh, oh you missed a ticket it says exactly. it's a Fine. buy one get three deal <laughs> <laughs> um thomas just had the bright idea of of parking in a in a te- okay. in a teacher okay. reserved spot which look didn't have if they proper were credentials. in their spot by nine thirty <laughs> On the dot. Hold on, what time did your class start, Thomas? 9.30. <laughs> Fourth, the, the building is right, literally right next to the parking spot, so. And just, by the way, we live across campus from the engineering building, which Oh, is... yeah, so it was so much easier last year because we lived in Cooper, and Cooper, so Not you... Cooper, Curtis. Curtis, my yes. I apologize, Curtis. And just, just for a little bit of, you know, visualization, if you can bear with us. Uh, you know, we have Curtis, which is literally within the um, engineering sector, you could say, and also next to the old cafe. And so then if you literally go the op- the opposite end of campus, you have Sweets, which is now where Chris and I reside, which is by Martina, which is where a lot of the more science or computer-based or classes sci- are. Well, I should say science and chemistry. Yeah, science, like chemistry, that. mathematics. Um, yeah, so stuff like that. Well, not not really as much mathematics, but eh. Martina is the math building, my friend. But do they act like it? Yes, they have a whole <laughs> department <laughs> on the <laughs> first <laughs> floor dedicated <laughs> to math. <laughs> and the other one, you want to know what the other one is? Physics, which is math-based. So it's the math building. Okay. Okay, Emmy major. <laughs> the best kind of major, just by the way. For all of you though. Fuck BMEs. For all of you out there, if you want to be better and make more money, go buy medical engineering. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Hold my beer. <clears throat> okay, but I can apply my shit to God anything dude. and everything. So, uh... And when you're dying on your deathbed, who's gonna save you? This guy. Myself, because I'm gonna slip my own throat. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it live, ladies and gentlemen. All right, moving on. Thomas, you never finished your story? Yeah, just bring up... <laughs> you know, you continue this. I'm getting a drink. <laughs> Um, so, I'm, I'm gonna try to reiterate the story as best as I can. Oh, you're gonna tell my story. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah, well, because you... Continue, Chris. Okay, then. I guess I'll tell your story for you, then, Thomas. Well, I'm back now. I'm just a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me, Thomas. What ends up happening afterwards? Walk into afterwards, class... Afterwards, I didn't even begin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got the class, or I got within the parking lot at exactly nine thirty. There were no parking spots. Parking on this campus can be ridiculous. I mean, it's just insane. So I decided to drive my car because I know I'm. If I walk, I'm probably gonna be late by some degree. So I actually take my car this time. I drive down. There are no parking spots. I want to kill myself. But then I'm just like, well, it's nine thirty. You know, there's a reserve spot open, so either the teacher just isn't showing up today, that spot's not being used, or maybe they don't have class yet, so they don't have to be here. So, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I mean, our class, probably get out a little bit early, park there, everything will be good. Which, I was right, for the record, just not to the degree that I thought I would be. So, I go to class, class goes, class gets out. It's, it's literally not even like a two-minute walk from my car into the building where my classroom is. So, I get out, I'm halfway back to my car... And I get a phone call 
So, normally, you know, if it's important to leave a voice message, sometimes it gets spam calls, yada, yada, yada. This one says, Greensboro, my gut instinct is telling me, you know, maybe I should take that considering I just parked in a reserved spot. Hmm. So I pick it up, and, and there's a lady. Oh, I mean, well, first off, just the tone of the voice, and I, you, you just sometimes know when You're the up. call is meant for you. <laughs> just either by the tone or what the lady's saying. You know, she saw the first thing that gave it away was, "Hello, are you Thomas Cooley?" So I was like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> that was the first giveaway. So I was like, "God damn it!" So I'm just like, <clears throat> "Yes, ma'am, this is Thomas Cooley." She's like, "Okay, blah 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 blah. You can't park here. Blah blah. Still walking in my car. Blah blah blah. Your car is about to be towed. You will be fine." Wait, what? I didn't even hear the rest. She said something about a fine, which I didn't even care at that point. Maybe something about a ticket. I don't even care. I just heard towed. So at that point, I'm running to my car. I'm just like, "Thank you, ma'am. I'm sorry. Have a wonderful day. Bye." <laughs> I am going to my car right now. Good day. I am here, and I just see. This this giant ass black pickup truck, probably some type of Ram, uh, just just waiting there. Oh, I love. I'm just your... like, oh, this fucking t. See, okay, it's one thing. I don't know if it was him or if it's just campus policy, which you know I would get. You know, I I drive up. Yeah, I don't want someone to be in my reserve spot. But I was also like just getting to to my car, so you know, poor timing. Because if I got there like five minutes earlier, I would have been fine. But. I don't know if this teacher added the towing part because I'm pretty sure the towing's optional. You can get a ticket. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that teacher knew I was a student, and he knew that he could get me towed. So I'm just like, that's the dick move. Like, you know, calling me, you know, fine ticket. You know, even having me like even having the car moved and just like just put there, but like towing it, I feel like that's a little excessive. But I, I won't get into that because you know rights. But. <laughs> Anyway, I get there. I don't even look at the guy. I just I throw my backpack in, throw the rest of my shit in, turn the car, beep, 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 and I'm gone. I don't even look at the guy. I'm just gone. I'm checking my windshield. No ticket. No ticket. No towing. Scot-free, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. You want to know the funny part, Thomas? You want to know how she knew you were a student? Guess what it says on your parking tag. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> just to reiterate, and if you didn't get that, it says student <laughs> on the parking <laughs> on the fucking parking tag where his uh, rearview mirror is. So I just assumed he called my license plate. I mean, but how would they? Uh, I mean, if the car is in your name, yeah. Do you know who the car belongs to? No. Okay. Can you give us license plate number? Sure. Yeah, okay. Fair I enough. mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, either way. But like, they wouldn't have like, is the car in your name? If that's the case, then yeah, like they would have known your name. But like, if it's in your dad's or like, you know, and your mom's or yeah, but um. I digress. See, this is why, and like this, see, everyone asks me, Chris, why don't you have a license? Chris, why don't you know how to drive? This is why. Oh, that's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Every time Chris, you know, does anything stupid regarding direction, I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's right. We went to Walmart. Chris crashed a shopping cart. I was like, that's why you don't have a driver's license. He was okay. like, what were you thinking? Oh, he wasn't. That's why he doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> just, just to reiterate, I know Chris how to, does not have a driver's license. Just to reiterate, <laughs> yes, I do not have a driver's license. I do know how to drive Chris, how old a are bike. You? Now, age is just a number, Tom. <laughs> that's what my mom always told me whenever I asked her how Should old I she conser- was. Okay. 
Oh, okay then. All right then. Moving on. That's uh. I'm gonna get that image out of my head. Um. Also. Chris has um, mommy issues. Yeah, that's why I say mommy every every. Uh, no, now you're gonna take it a step further. Digging yourself a hole for the audience. Yes, I am. You know, this, this is very similar to uh, to the concept I was telling Jimmy. You just keep Should digging, be, keep oh, digging okay. a hole. Just keep, just keep going. No, this is what I was telling you. Cause <laughs> what? Because you were telling me what? Oh no, this is whenever you were arguing. Oh, oh, my grand idea earlier today. Would you like to reiterate it? I think I would. I think I would. All right. So, um, I don't know, like, what the ratio of male to female is with our audience. Oh, Which apparently we do have one because we got 12 listeners. So I was like, holy crap. I was like, yeah. I was like a little kid. <laughs> so thank you all for watching. Oh, side note. Um, if you Slash ever want to get to know us more, you know, we do have an email. Blog is always an option. And you can find me at, again, the underscore winter soldier on Instagram. And they can find you at? At uh, Toldio. Or no, sorry. Excuse me. At the underscore Toldio. How do you spell that, Chris? T-O-L-D-E-O. Okay. Just sounded weird. You know, maybe they might have... Anyway. No, it does sound weird, because I was trying to spell my last name. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently I don't know how to fucking spell. And I was like, huh, that's weird. How come no one has Toledo? It's because I spelled it wrong. And then I looked up the underscore Toledo. Guess what? It was already taken. I was like, huh, well, close enough. So, kind of stuck with the deal. <laughs> Toll deal. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, for the guys, who knows? This may or may not help you. For the girls, I'm curious what you will think of this. And if I am right, oh, and if I will, A, dig myself a deeper hole, or B, <laughs> if I may be getting away with him being a little sly here. So, you know, if you're in a relationship, or, you know, you're going off with your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Destiny, I hope you hear this. Fuck off. Don't bring your this. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, that was not the message, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, you're all going out to dinner. And <clears throat> one of the main things is, where are we going to eat? Now, they, hopefully you have someone who is actually decisive in the relationship. And will be like, hey, we're going here. And then you work from there. You know, maybe you're not feeling seafood. Maybe you're not feeling Chinese. But you don't beat around the bush going, oh, I don't know. You know, I really don't feel like this, but maybe we could, you know, I don't know. I, I can't deal with that. So, I normally, I'm, you know, pick a place to decide unless I want to change things up. And then I'm just like, no, you decide. But sometimes there are indecisive moments and no one can make up their fucking mind. So, when your lady or boy will not tell you what they want, instead of asking, say, you know, start driving off, you know, maybe have somewhere put in your GPS, maybe not, and be like... Oh, you know, mess with them. Be like, hey, I bet you can't guess where I'm taking you tonight. Maybe they're expecting somewhere fancy. Maybe they're not. But point being, if you if you are able to get inside their head, or they're just that type of person, they're going to guess. And when they guess, and if they keep guessing, you choose one of those locations. And then after that, you say, oh my gosh. Wow, I guess you did figure it out. You don't tell them until you get there, but then you just give them that look, and you're just kind of like, dang. You were right. Uh, I guess you know me so well. So, okay. that, that's my little thing, you know, for cracking the code. So I'm going to get so much backlash for this. <laughs> First of all, um, I just want to say, if you were... Okay, so, me and Thomas, 
We, we like to be mentally stimulated, right? Why did you start off with that? Because I had to. I mean, it's very true. So, therefore, you could make the assumption that our um, partner would also be mentally stimulated. They would mentally stimulate us, right? Tell me, Thomas. Do you really think if you were to tell that to your other half, they wouldn't be like, oh, you're cute. You're trying to make me decide. Well, guess what? Why don't you guess what you think I'm going to guess and just flip it right back on you? And you know she'd do it, too. Okay. See, I, I, I thought about that, and I thought I would play off of it. Now, for the record, she I don't think she would do that. But yes, there is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. But one of two things would happen. I think she would either just just straight up refuse to guess, in which case, well, damn, <laughs> just, just out of spite, not not because she didn't want to, not because of anything else, just because that's how she is to me, out of spite. Oh, it's you, hilarious. No, I no, because she knows. She knows how much I like information. It, it could be about the most random thing. Oh, information I want to know, like not gossip. Like, oh, you know, that's your private business. But, like, you're talking about an event. You're talking about something going on in the country. You're, 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 oh, I had a really cool thought that I wanted to bring up to you to bring up a mentally stimulating conversation, but you were listening for, like, those five seconds, so I'm not going to bring it up now. I'm just like, tell me. <laughs> and she's just like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, out of spite, I'm going to say no. And it drives you crazy. Because the rest of the day, I'm just like, what was she going to say? What was, her, what was her thought? Like, I need to know. Ah. So Thomas is an information junkie. Yeah, I mean, she has the same problem, which is the best thing. Because she'll try to flip it around on me, but no, I flip it around on her. Half the time. Half the time. Half the time. Half other the half time. the time. Yeah, other half the time, I'm just shit out of luck. But, yeah. So, that, either that would, so like one of those few things would happen. She would just not respond out of spite. Or she would say, no, I genuinely want to be surprised. In which case, oh, that's so sweet. And you're also like, damn. Because <laughs> it's not working. So look, so, this is my solution. But then, you take a guess, and you see how they react. And you can start crossing stuff off the list. Yes, so this is my... Um, so, for me, if I were to, to, um, to take someone out to eat, I would drive along the main road. That's, that's what I would do. Like, the main road that has most of the, like, you know, businesses, you know, small... Or, even better, um... Personally, if I like, whenever I've came to that um, in that situation, in that circumstance, I always try to find the most low key, the most you know, uh, the smallest local business place, and just go try something new. No, that's good, man. I um, so I mean, you could always use that as a simple, as a simpler solution to the problem instead of oh no, you gotta fuck with their mind and get in their head, but too late, you're no, already in their head because you're in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would just bring up a creative solution. No one has to do that. I'm just saying, if it gets to a point where you're both being incredibly indecisive, then you could try that. Worst case scenario, nothing happens and you're back to square one. Fair enough, but then... Am I right? Wait for it, ladies and gentlemen. No. Or am I right? <laughs> but no, I... See, and the funny thing is, Thomas, I remember seeing... Um, oh, God damn it. So, <laughs> I remember seeing a similar thought about it on Instagram, like, over the summer. Tell me you tried it. No. Okay. I just didn't want to burst your bubble until now. Oh, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to wait till the right moment. You gotta wait till the fruit is ripe, then you pick it. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. Right? Get, get it? Get it? <laughs> 
um, speaking of ripe fruit, um... <laughs> I'm very curious now. Um, if this is we a- still have failed to give an update on the Spider-Man, um... Oh! Wait, how the hell does that pertain to ripe fruit? Because... You just said, speaking of fruit, and then you just jumped to... Sp- ripe fruit. Because, because, you That's know... That's like a shitty synonym for tea. We're not bringing up tea, Thomas. No. I watched that video once at student orientation, never no, again. No, 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 not that type of tea. <laughs> Do you want to explain the whole tea, tea That'll thing, take Thomas? Good five minutes. All right, then. Five minutes off the clock, then. Well, uh, you, you freshman can orientation, one. right? <clears throat> Bring I think me I'm going to call this episode tangent. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. And by the way, tangent is the is the is the is the line that intersects a curve at one specific point, which is also the derivative of that specific curve. FYI. Um tips and tricks everybody, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> so, T. Whenever we came to freshman orientation for or yeah, over the summer, last summer. Yeah. Um they played a video regarding T. The topic or tea in this scenario was a was um an analogy for uh you know sex. Just say it, dude. I was gonna. Well, actually, okay, I shouldn't say that. It was an out. Anal- well, yes and no. It the type of sex you shouldn't have. Yes. Get consent. Yes. I'm not even saying that as a joke. I'm being dead ass. No, yeah, like that's 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 essentially what it was. You know, um, Don't be the, the the thing that uh you know that uh mommies and daddies do um they were talking about it right and they were saying okay look it's kind of like tea you know you'll you'll invite someone over you'll 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 ask them do you want some tea yeah sure i'd like a cup of tea okay so you go to the kitchen get a little pot you know warm up the pot get the leaves crumble up the leaves put it in the pot to boil filter out the leaves whenever you pour the water into the cup and you hand them the tea now, two or three, three, well, one of three, three things. Three of two? Please tell me you're about to say three of two. Yes, I cannot do math in my head. There so. are a few options. <laughs> there are a few options. One of three things will happen. One, they're going to say, oh, thank you. I will now enjoy my tea. Two, they're going to say, you know what? I kind of thought about it. I really don't want any tea. Or three, which is the option you should not do. You shove the tea down their throat. Now, the video explained. If someone, if you invite someone to your house and you offer them tea, even if you went through all the trouble. To go into of, the kitchen, make the tea, stir the pot, you know, even put some you know, sugar, candy, cinnamon, make it all really honey, nice and good. You, know, and you come back and they're passed out. Would you give a passed out person tea? No, a passed out person is not going to want tea. Exactly. They can't say, I want tea, or no, I don't want tea. That's just not right. You're not going to give them tea. Exactly. And it's the same thing. Even if you go through all that trouble of making that tea, you can't force someone to have tea if they don't want tea. And if you can understand that, you can understand how you can't force someone or put someone in an uncomfortable situation to have sex. Tips and tricks. Subscribe. I love how we're running this like a YouTube channel. <laughs> we don't even have a YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, subscribe. Hey, 
something we said last podcast obviously worked. We got people. Uh, 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 Even that, but then again, all of our other episodes were old, so. That is very true. Um, but, um, yeah, so, were you saying anywhere else, or are you good? Um, it'll come back to me eventually. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris apparently wanted to get to the topic of Spider-Man. There have been a few updates and a few things that I want to address to bring up to the audience that I have both learned and had some consideration of. Oh, and my uh, friend on over Xbox and Instagram, yes, Jonah. Yes. He's been debating back and forth with me why Sony is right. See, and I don't. Un- been, I I, uh, I kind of feel hurt that you haven't added me to this group chat. It's Thomas. not a group. It's a. Co- I know, but you can make it a group chat once I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Thomas. If you, know, you really, really want it that uh, bad, I probably I probably wouldn't even respond to it. It's fine. Yeah, I know you don't respond to calls as it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. Oh, speaking of which, I have to text Destiny. <laughs> God damn it, dude. You had one job. One job. That's all you had. Uh, you know, I had multiple jobs. and Please I've... don't go anywhere with that. <laughs> don't do it. I'm telling you right now. Don't. And I see it in my in experience. Your face. In my experience, and it's just from what I've heard, um, humans are best at doing one task very efficiently. I see and if you give, uh, if you make someone multitask, they can do a bunch of tasks, but very inefficiently. So, um, getting it, like, um, that's been an issue in the workplace recently, or, like, the past few years, I should say, um, where, you know, employers just want people to multitask and, like, be super fucking productive, but it is, that's not how humans are wired. Um, that's a, that's a whole other tangent, but, um, yeah. Like, like, like Thomas said, this is probably gonna be called tangent or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, a couple of things. First thing, Marvel did put up another deal for Sony, which was Sony would get 70%, Marvel would get 30 and they did not agree to it. Oh, that's right, you did That was confirmed. I have my own feelings about that, which I will get into, but for now I'm just going to read off the list off the top of my head. Mm. That's one of them. Another one is that many of you might have heard... On how Stanley's daughter, J.C. Lee, has sided with Sony Pictures in their recent Spider-Man dispute with Disney, um, who of li- which stated that no one could have treated my father worse than Marvel and Disney's executive. For the record, I'm going to say that I don't agree with that statement for a very main reason of Stanley continued to associate himself with those people. If anything, the people who were accused and tried for elder abuse, which were other members of his family, they like it that came out so quick. If that I don't Stanley is just so prominent that if that was true, I don't think Marvel or Disney would have been able to get away with it. He could have gone to anybody and even even given his old age. I mean, I'm not trying to be morbid, but like he knew he was in bad health. If he wanted to say something, he would have just come out with it. Like there, of course. It, it just wouldn't have made sense. So that that's a really big thing. <clears throat> and if, if Sony's not willing to take a, a 70% deal, that, that just doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. And I, I think something that a lot of people don't seem to understand is that I also learned that with the 50-50 deal, the 30-70 deal, Marvel was also willing to tie that in for production costs. Now, in the original deal, you had 95%, 5%. Sony covered all 
of the production costs, but you have to think of their budget. Their budget was probably a lot smaller than, than what Disney or Marvel could have, have, have ever done. So, even if Sony's covering 50%, if, Mar- if Disney slash Marvel is covering that other 50%, that's still a pretty big boost. Mm-hmm. R- regardless. I mean, imagine what Sony normally does for movies budgets. Okay, now take that normal amount, make that Sony's half, Marvel's got the rest covered. That's that's skyrocketing. It it's just it's befuddling. And it just doesn't make sense. So um also a point I would like to bring up. Do you think that the Sony and Marvel deal like it's now coming to um it's now becoming a prominent issue um in the aftermath of Stan Lee's death? No. Or was it a contract? Cuz then that would make more sense. <sighs> It, it was a contract. They both knew it was a limited contract, and that's what I want to know. Bless Kevin Feige. Him and Sony seemed to be pr- on pretty good terms. They were... They addressed this in... At, uh... D23. So the D23 Expo launched. We heard a lot of great stuff. There were some new releases for additional content that would be on Disney Plus that I think we should also talk about. Oh, and, right. yes. So, in, in addition... You know that that was there. Tom Holland even gave some thoughts. He yes. he said, you know, uh, you know, God bless all the fans. Uh, blah blah. I love you three thousand. Hurt my soul. And he says, you know, whatever happens happens. But it's been one hell of a ride, and I've been grateful for such an amazing journey, which just kills me because even because so Tom Holland is also under, um, like for two more movie contracts, and with that said. He is still due for two more Spider-Man movies. Whether or not that's going to be projected on by Sony or if they're going to actually make another deal, we, we don't know anything at this point. Um, I I feel like Sony... Yeah, you know, if Tom Holland's still doing it, they might not be that hurt because it will be by Sony and people will see Tom Holland and still go to see the movie and they won't realize it until later on. But there's just been so much done with Spider-Man now that it would it would just it would hurt be detrimental to just overlook everything that did happen in Endgame, Far From Home, etc. Especially using the same actor, it just wouldn't make any sense. And it would break the the um, the illusion of immersion as well. Exactly that too. And even if you wanted to put it in with Venom or try to set something up, you know, we have the other Morbius film coming out. It's even worse because on top of that, you have two completely different tones. If you took and this is something I heard on another podcast, by the way, but I want to also bring it for any other listeners who might be listening. If you took the tone of Venom and the tone of Far From Home, and you took those two tones and those two characters and clashed them together, it would not make any sense. It would not work. It would be awful. It would be a complete mess. So that is another point that I would like to make. <clears throat> and it just... <sighs> At, that, at this point, I wish that both companies, regardless of who's in the right, who's in the wrong, blah, 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 they would put aside greed, they would, you know, stop swinging their dicks around and just find a deal. Without the fans, a lot of this would not be possible, and a lot of the success would not be possible. And I think that they should really take into consideration more of how the fans feel and how they're going to react than everything else. Do I expect Marvel to just settle and go back to the 95% deal? No. That was a horrible deal. But I think they want, one side is going to have to compromise in some way, shape, or form because this is... It's, it's just going to 
be ridiculous, and I, I would I would hate to see it. And I was actually talking to Dr. Gamble about it, and... Uh, what did which he say? Dr. Gamble... Oh, um, you continue. Which Dr. Gamble, uh, which we've had on the podcast beforehand, but those of you who um, do not know, he is... Um, Thomas reveres him as God. <laughs> um, he's a very intellectual or very very smart individual, very well put together as well. At least just from the interactions I've had with him. Um, and he actually he genuinely care he genuinely cares about his students, which is something I really respect about him as not only as a professor but also as a human being. Um, putting aside, you know. Well, putting aside, well, because you know, a lot of people, for example, um, Deeb, my okay. Cal two professor, mm-hmm. um, he was not one to share knowledge. You really had to like interrogate him to get, um, what to get the material out of him, and that you would, needed. Yes, that you needed in <coughs> order to pass his class. It's ridiculous. I digress. Um, Doctor Gamble, on the other hand. Um, you know, oh, you want to know something? Uh, here's a 60-page essay on the topic and why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and why you're wrong. Jeez, Chris. That would be Dr. Gamble. Jesus Christ. I would think a little bit more tact than that, but god damn, dude. I mean, Watch, we're going to get a message on Instagram. Hey, can I talk to Chris for a second? <laughs> I mean, like, I, okay, just from what my observation, I don't think Dr. Gamble would let someone think... Um, or would let someone have a wrong um, opinion or, like, have misinformation on a topic that he's well... No, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So that's why I say that. Yes. Not, now, not to call anyone out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. He is also very heated about this as well. But for for starters, I, I, I do like Marvel, but I don't even really... I don't care as much about Disney... But if Marvel is willing to have a partnership with Disney, that should mean something. And a lot of people now are spouting names of monopolies and, and, you know, greedy and trying to take over everything. I don't think Disney is trying to do that. At least I would hope not. And if there's any backlash for Kevin Feige, just what I've seen on interviews and podcasts and reviews, both whether they're Marvel fans or not, he just doesn't seem like a bad type of guy. Now, I will say that what played a role is that Kevin Feige apparently will not be able to be a um, predominant, even producer, on this next Spider-Man film after the Fox deal went through because he just has so many projects. So that is another big factor is that one of the main turnoffs, it seems, was that Kevin Feige would not be heavily involved in the productions of these new Spider-Man movies. or Spider-Man movies. So that is something to consider, and it is understandable to a very big degree since a lot of trust has been built and placed with Kevin Feige. I would hope that Tom Holland's opinion would matter too. I would like to think he would side with Marvel and Disney on this one. I can't speak for him for sure. I would just like to assume. Uh, If not, then, you know, who knows? There's always a chance that Spider-Man will go well if it's with Sony. I personally don't think that. I think that Sony's just a lot has... There's a lot of mistrust with them now, at least within the Marvel fanbase community just because of what they've done with the past two Spider-Man series. Now, before I begin, as a kid looking back, the movies could have been better. At that time period, Tobey Maguire's movies were good. And 
I, I did like Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire made a decent Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield made a pretty good Spider-Man. But the tones were off. The plots were... The plots could have been better. They each focused on different attributes, but overall, they they weren't as good as they could have been, and I feel like Sony just skimped on it, and when you have a plot that kind of skips on the character, that it, you, you can tell how much heart the actors have in it, and it just, it, it reflects, and there's a reason why Andrew Garfield left. Granted, I will say I would love for Emma Stone to come back as Gwen Stacy. I thought she did play that role perfectly and to the fullest extent that she could have. I genuinely loved it, and although the second movie is not my favorite by any means necessary, I will say that by far one of the best Spider-Man scenes had to be when Spider-Man had to save Gwen and he was not able to. Anyway, but moving forward... Just when you hear that the back of the head hit the concrete. That's what killed me. <laughs> Jesus. Because, okay, just just for some context, sorry to cut you off, Thomas, but um, whenever... So, like, I grew up on Spider-Man 2. Like, that was... Really? Yes, like, that was the only Spider-Man movie that I had. And I would... I ever, like... It was the... It was Wait, one, Spider-Man 2, like, original? Or yeah, Spider-Man like, 2? with Tobey Maguire. Okay. Yes. Um... I would watch it, like, constantly. Like, that was my favorite movie. I would always watch it. And, like, growing up, like, I didn't, like, look into comics or anything, so I thought, like, Peter Parker's, like, only, like, love interest was ever Mary Jane. Oh, yeah, that's what a lot of people don't know, man. Gwen Stacy was his first love interest, actually. And whenever I saw, like, when first whenever I saw, like, The Amazing Spider-Man, I was like, why does Mary Jane not have red hair anymore? <laughs> What happened? Okay, I guess it's the actress. Whatever. And then, towards the end of it, and you see Peter try to catch Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And he fails. And she dies. And because, like, he, he was just too late. Like, he just couldn't get there in time. When I saw that, I was like, but that's Mary Jane. Peter marries Mary Jane. What the fuck? No. I was traumatized, no. Thomas. I wanted to cry, man. I was like, what the hell is this fucking bullshit? And then Thomas gave me shit for thinking that Gwen Stacy was Mary Jane, and then I never heard the end of it. And now here we are. Yes. Um, I'm going to make it worse for you in a minute, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. Not in that context. It's just it's going to be more brutal when I give you more context. Of course you are. <clears throat> but real quick to finish up this little part, I'm going to read off what Dr. Gamble said. Aside from the facts that I've already stated, this is just, you know, his opinion. Um, I think it's a bunch of guys, and I quote, I think it's a bunch of guys from Sony sitting around a table, sticking chest out at Disney, thinking there's still a big threat in the movie industry. Sony needs to recognize they're not on top anymore and just settle with literally getting half of the profit share from Spider-Man and anything he's involved in. Because I'm certainly not going to watch another trash Spider-Man reboot. <laughs> uh, and I will leave it that. I love Dr. Yamble. Oh, I love him Saying too, it how it is. <laughs> right? Just Keeping it real 24-7. Um, and quick side note before we get into our other topics, which I don't think we have that many left, yes. and we're making pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will say that it gets worse because when you, like, yeah, there's Mary Jean, but then they bring in Gwen Stacy and they do the comic panels and the whole storyline and everybody goes nuts. 
Now Mary Jane's a lot better. I didn't like her as much in the original in the original comic book. I I liked when Stacy but will and th- there were some there there's a lot of things that happened in various storylines that were not approved of, but I will overlook that for now and not get into that mm. and say that Spider-Man is constantly affected by the loss of Gwen Stacy. Even when he and th- this is a kicker dude cuz I remember reading this one time and it hit home. There are two things. The first one is that I'm I don't remember what issue it was, but Mary Jane and Peter Parker are like engaged and they just move in together. And so they're bringing in all their boxes and everything and this and that and this and that. Peter never told anybody what happened with Gwen Stacy. At this point still nobody knows what happened. So they're going through and Mary Jane finds an old photo of Gwen Stacy, like the only photo he really has left. Like personalized. And she goes, uh, hey, Tiger, who's this? And it just it just goes, like, he just, like, opens up completely. Uh, and, like, in his head, he's even saying that if it weren't for that night, I'd, I would still be with this woman. Like, if I had to choose, it would still probably be Gwen. Damn. Yeah, and I was just like, oof! Uh, shots! <laughs> Get me with the revolver! Shots out in the Wild West! Ah, uh, man. Which... By the and way, like, it brought like f- like flashbacks to like the uh, fight and everything, and I was just like, "Oh!" Which, if you ever say that to your wife, you're sleeping alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, don't, don't, don't do that. But like, god damn, shit, man. Yeah. It's fucking. And weird. you know, Mary Jane was like consoling and everything, and like they really talked about because he never even really had therapy before, like other than like oh. maybe Black Cat, yeah. like some other supers, like mainly just him, like that was it. Because you know, like, how are you gonna tell like? Chief of police said, you know, you're the, like, you're yeah, the reason why they're dead. It was just rough. And then there was another segment, and I also saw this in concept art, but, like, the same thing happened, but then it goes into the Gwenham storyline. And in Gwen, in, like, so when, when Gwen Stacy becomes Spider-Gwen, in her world, Peter Parker was her best friend, and he died. Because he ended up becoming a version of the Lizard, and she oh. tried to, yeah, and he, she, yeah, so... She tried to save him, and she wasn't able to. He died from, from the experimentation. Mm-hmm. And she never forgave herself for that. So in both worlds, they each, lo- they each lost the other person. And so then, I don't think it's necessarily like a Spider-Verse storyline per se, but there is a storyline where those exact two like versions cross, and they meet each other, and they find out, and like the same spark is just there. And and they were like, but you were dead, and and uh, they just like and they just spend like the entire day just like talking before they have to go back uh, to their respective worlds. Goodness. Yeah, and it's just rough, and they they want to like be together, but they can't because each universe like needs a Spider Man. It's just like kind of like un- like unspoken universal law, and it's just cross dimensional ba- Spider Baby. Didn't think about that, did you? No, I mean I don't think that would be really cool. I I would love. Okay, uh, if like, anybody <laughs> is listening to this, that is a storyline we need, and if we've already have it, excuse my ignorance. Tell me about it so I can read it because I would love to. <laughs> no, but like I don't. I actually don't think that, or I could be very wrong. But um, that concept where in breeding between dimensions. And what kind of repercussions that could have on the entire multiverse. Oh, I have no idea. I've never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like... I would have loved to read yeah. a storyline. I, I, I said, Very I, curious. I, 
I really do hope that I'm just, you know, not uninformed mm. and there isn't something like that out there. But if there is not, I need to send something to Marvel and be like, hey, I've got a great storyline for you. Whatever you're running now, finish it, but do this next. <laughs> or save it in your back pocket for something. Of course, Because yes. I guarantee if you do it right, you will captivate everybody. Hopefully. Man. I could just be speaking for me. I do not expect everyone to share my opinions, etc. Of course. Um, so. Don't impose your beliefs on others. That's something I truly believe. Unless their beliefs are stupid. <laughs> um, don't you have a Amazon rainforest to talk about? Uh, that's exactly right. Um, I was actually about to bring that up. Um, I did, however, want to mention um, how we uh, sparred for three hours. Oh, yeah. we Chris and I sparred uh, for three hours uh, last. So... So for the record, Dr. Gamble has, you know, left for Washington, D.C. with his wife. Oh, I didn't tell you about the conversation they had in the car. Okay, that I woman think... is sassy. Okay, I think we should... That That's not something that... Uh, I don't think we should put Dr. Gamble's personal life oh, on Oh, no, blast. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, the relationship between him and his wife is just golden. Like, for... Oh, just, that's, like, that's, that's, that's like, phenomenal. They're, like... They're both keepers. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick, <clears throat> but no, obviously you're right, but yeah, sparring for three hours, just, actually, let's start with our unproductive morning and then segue to that oh, point. Oh, I guess, yeah, so like, basically, yesterday was Tuesday, right? Okay, so Tuesdays, <laughs> just to give you an idea where I am mentally, um, Tuesdays are, like, are usually our, like, chill days, because, like, we don't have a lot of, we don't have, I have one class, Thomas has two classes, you know, it's, it's just an hour, whatever. Um, so woke up, like, all right, Thomas, yeah, we're going to wake up, you know, probably take some notes, rewrite my notes, you know, try to get ahead on homework. Yeah, get some coffee, maybe watch the show. Like, exactly. We wake you know, up, like, what, two hours early? Yeah, we plan to wake up at 8 a.m., Yeah. watch Adventure Time, you know, something. Woke up at 10. Thomas, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to. This even called me. <laughs> oh, 13 times! Ah! What? 13 times, man! How do you not wake up to that? I think I did. I just somehow passed out. <laughs> no, and that's the first that's ever happened. Normally, whenever she... Whenever Destiny calls me, like, I'm normally right there to pick up. But I don't I don't know what happened that day. That day, I was just... I was it, gone. No, we, yesterday, I don't know what ended up happening, but... Unproductive morning, basically ended up waking up, you know, late, um, getting ready, went out to eat, you know, lunch, yeah, had class. lazy shower, dude. God. Uh, right? <laughs> so, this, this, just to give you an idea of how bipolar me and Thomas are. Okay, hold up. Bipolar is a very strong... I mean, like, if you think about it, like, the morning we're just like, Thomas, I just want to roll in my grave and just <laughs> die. And then to spar... Where do we get the energy to spar for three hours, Thomas? We started, I started at five. Okay, I, okay, just, just five o'clock. Just did a bunch of stretches, a hundred push-ups. I have never done a hundred push-ups in my life. In my life. I did a hundred push-ups. And then me and Thomas like, oh yeah, let's just spar for the next two hours. And the, the, even more, even more fucking like, just all fucking inspiring part, I guess. That, not really the word I want to use, but let's run with it. We just started fucking just going at it and we blocked every single <laughs> hit our elbows hit each other in mid-air how the fuck does that happen you know how sync you have to be for that shit to happen man it was just fucking oh mind-blowing my, my fucking I, I, I was befuddled just to say the least you want to add anything else to that 
Oh yeah, and Thomas fucked up my outer outer <laughs> outer fucking um, calf too because I, apparently I don't know how to block with my legs. I don't and, think you know how to block at all. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you too. <laughs> Anything else you would like to add on to that? I'm not gonna lie, I got nothing. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. Moving forward. <laughs> um. Okay. So another thing I wanted to bring up. Um. We talked about, we addressed the whole Amazon situation, with the Amazon Rainforest situation last week, or last podcast, I should say. Has it been a week? I think it has been a week. Um, Potentially, yes. So... And you know more on this than I do, I yes, feel like. I so, have done a little bit of yeah, you my got own the personal floor. research. Because um, I also know that there was supposedly, like, a deal that was not taken to help. Uh, the, I don't know the specifics on it, but... The international community has raised about twenty million, twenty-two million dollars, to help the or to um, combat the wildfires in Brazil. Okay. The Emoji Movie had a budget of fifty million dollars. All of the countries in the world can only just bring up twenty-two million dollars. That's pretty fucking sad, in my fucking opinion. As yeah. As a, or just the whole, you know, 200 whatever collective sovereign nation, sovereign states that we have in the world, and we can only, we can't even bring up the budget of a fucking emoji movie. It is just fucking saddening, and it just shows you where we are as a species. Damn. Um, with that being said, on Instagram, there was a movement. I'm so mad at myself because I lost the post, I forgot, or I didn't get to save it. And I, I, I tried to look for it and everything, and I couldn't. But um, they um, they were saying how it's up to us now. As you were. Sorry about that. Um, we ended up get, or Thomas ended up getting a phone call. But um, and we're we're recording on his phone. That's that's how uh, that's how low tech, low budget we are, guys. Round two. All right then. Now I have a whole hour to get into this. <laughs> Nah, I'm I'm probably just gonna rant for another ten minutes. Um, but as I was saying, shows us where we are as a species. Okay, so it just shows us where we are as a species, and it's up to us now. Um, the, you know, whatever you can donate, um, to to help the cause and to really help, um, the rainforest. It's it has like what, ten percent of all no ten to twenty percent of all by twenty percent. 20% of all that biodiversity on Earth. 10% of all biodiversity, 20% of all oxygen production. I thought it was I could be wrong. Yeah, something like that. But, nonetheless, it is very, um, it is a very, um, important and, um, crucial part of our, just for us to function as a society in whole, um, not to mention that all the, the, um, all the shamanistic tribes that live in the Amazon rainforest, um, which believe, you know, how, well, I don't necessarily want to get into their whole belief system and their philosophy, but, um, I would like to mention that, um, one of the most powerful, not powerful psychoactive drugs, but a psychoactive drug, um, ayahuasca is also, um, native to, to the Amazon and, you could listen to Joe Rogan, Russell Brand. Um, they have a bunch of segments on ayahuasca and like 
the um psychological effects that it has on people you know it cures depression um anxiety um it makes people or like um before or for an example joe rogan before he ended up actually um drinking ayahuasca and experiencing that whole um journey he was morbidly scared of death and it's now something that he accepts just it 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 it's um considered to be the food of the gods because in ancient times it was the only way that we could theoretically connect with the gods because you see everything in a different way it gives a different perspective that's a whole other tangent <laughs> um nonetheless the ju- just to give some uh some background too on um the whole political state of Brazil as well i have an article from uh, the New Yorker, or sorry, the New York Post, which is a right-wing media, cons- or which is a right-wing newspaper and um, um, newspaper and website, and considering that the um, Brazil's president is currently very right-wing, very uh, pro-corporate, um, anti, um, you could say anti-environment, but that's not. How they would phrase it, eh, it's just a whole lot of fucking political jargon that is just really meant to confuse you. Essentially, um, speaking, um, uh, what was his name again? Uh, yeah, here we go. Jar, um, Jair Bolsonaro. Jair Bolsonaro is the president of Brazil. And, um, recently, and this post was, um, made... Uh, a week ago, eight days ago, um, this news article that I'm reading off of, um, he's been getting, the president has been getting a lot of international pressure, um, especially after, whenever, uh, okay, so a little bit of context, I should say, even further back than the fucking, uh, his president, before his presidency, he ran his campaign under following, um, Trump's um, actions in the Paris Climate Accord, how the U.S. ended up withdrawing from that, which, um, just to express my political opinion on that, I thought was a horrible idea considering that the U.S. is considered, like, the major world power, um, the one that should be held as an example, and we should be considering, um, you know, world culture is now um, sir, or not surrounded by, but world culture is most influenced by dominated. U.S. U.S. culture, dominated by U.S. culture than any other kind of or any other part of the world. Not only that, but we're also a superpower, the largest military, um, a very um, high budget, our GDP, and you know we we run the world's economy, or we don't necessarily run the world's economy, but we contribute a big part to it. So. In a sense, we are responsible to lead an effort. And if someone were to lead an effort, it should be the U.S. Um, Well said, well said. But um, the Brazilian president ran the campaign saying that he would follow in Trump's steps and pull out of the Paris Climate Accord. Oh, my God. Later, he stated, or later during his presidency, um, he stated that he would not withdraw if the international community did not interfere with the Amazon's um with um the Amazon's environmental like impact yes essentially 
So he said he would not go to, he would stay in the Paris Climate Accord if, um, like, the international community didn't say anything about the Amazon and the state of the Amazon. Yeah. Um, so, after all of that, uh, let's see, he also ran, or he also ran his political campaign saying that the indigenous land, not a centimeter more of indigenous land would be taken away. Later, after after he had already been elected, uh, Bolsonaro um, blamed um, the... So after he had already gotten elected, um, they continued to eat into the indigenous people's land. And Bolsonaro ended up blaming the um, justice ministry and... Or no, not the justice ministry, the agricultural ministry. So basically saying that it's not his fault... It's his. It's uh, so he's his using ministry. Them as a scapegoat. Pretty much. Not only that, but his ministerial appointments are in line with his campaign promise to help businesses expand operations in Brazil, including into its protected areas. Um, I would also like to mention that there has also been a surge in right-winged. Um, oh right wing leaders, right wing leaders, and right wing policies. Uh, you have Brexit, for example. Brexit was a very right wing, heavily dominated um, movement. You know, a lot of people that supported Brexit were anti immigrant and anti. Um, I think uh, I forgot what the other thing was, but specific or uh, a contributing factor was that they were anti immigrant because. Um, Germany and other EU countries would let refugees from Syria, Iraq, Iran all come into the EU and the way that, or into Germany, for example. And the way that the EU is set up is, say, for example, if you live in Ireland, no, not Ireland, say, for example, you live in France and you want to live, you just want to go to, like, Germany and you want to live there, you can under the EU. You don't have to go through any borders. You don't have to pass any checkpoints. You just have to go there, and you can live there. That's how the EU works. It's basically like, it's basically like a big unified country. <clears throat> and what was happening is that a lot of refugees would go over to uh, Germany, and then they would end up moving to London or to other parts of, of England. And mostly it was England that was opposed to Brexit. If you look at Wales... If you look at uh, Northern Ireland, and I think I'm not sure if it's Scotland that's a part of I remember the here, UK. The whole Brexit movement too it was ridiculous. Yes. And I'm not sure if Scotland is also a part of the UK. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland, I'm pretty sure, were all opposed to it, and they're all a more rural area. They were they were in favor of staying in the EU, but since most of the population was in London, they decided to back out of it. Or in London and England, I should say. Um, along with the appointing of the uh, of Trump, which is very right wing and very conservative, as um, like or I would assume our listeners would be somewhat familiar with U.S. politics. As I mean, being Americans, that's all we really hear about. I can assume you guys would at least hear some parts of it. Um, nonetheless. Uh, along with uh, Bolsonaro, which is also very right-wing, there's been a very heavy uh, shift towards the right these past couple years. And it's very concerning. Um, typically, the right 
and conservatives are very big business and aren't really too worried about the people and what is better or what's best for you know the people as a whole or the nation as a whole society as a whole um for example medicaid and medicare are all socialist programs they were all um i think it was lyndon b johnson president president is probably wrong on that um but they are socialist uh they are socialist um ideas and socialist policies and trump ran on promoting those but in actuality he never intended to he said the first thing he would cut was uh welfare and medicaid and medicare and obamacare which are all socialist programs a lot of people in the u.s don't realize that the affordable care act is obamacare and once that was you know once that once um his administration got rid of that it brought a lot of people that didn't have health care that previously did and of course that whole policy had its issues i'm not getting into that oh man i've already had so much political talk right now ah oh man I mean, hey man, if you want, aside from our philosophy of heroism segment, we could do another segment just talking about this in the rainforest. Because awareness doesn't need to be brought, and things need to be done. Of course. Um, in our net- next podcast, I will try to find the post that I am referencing, and I will try to um, give you guys a reliable source to donate to, if that's what you're um, thinking about doing. Um, please don't donate to anybody on Facebook or Instagram unless you know that they're verified and that they're actually going towards to help the rainforest. Um, In spite of this tragedy, a lot of people are trying to make a profit off of it, and it's saddening. It's very disheartening. Um, But please do your research. If you're going to uh, donate to a nonprofit, um, don't just give away your money just to just please so that we can help you know save our save our planet and if you really want to help change your lifestyle it starts with the small things um you know um i know a few or uh there have been talks of i think in china or china and a few other international communities they're thinking about um putting a i'm not sure if it's a tariff or like not um, accepting import or imports from uh, Brazil, beef imports. They're deciding to boycott beef imports until um, the president of Brazil does something about the rainforest. Um, let's see. Was there something else that I want to bring up? Um. Oh, another thing. I would also like to bring up is um. Back in this summer, or yes, let's see, uh, twenty-nine or one second while I yeah, of course. But no, Chris does make a very valuable point, and he is much more knowledgeable on this topic than I am. Granted, I feel like we're both uh, heavy environmentalists, and he was talking about the small things, even if it's just changing the way you are at home with recycling. Picking up trash off the street when you see it, not littering, going to the beach, volunteering. It, it's is all of that can directly impact the rainforest? No, but it will still help the planet. Um, if there are ways to go over and volunteer, and I don't know if there is, but it, it 
if if I could be a volunteer firefighter for the Amazon right now, I would love to. I would do it. And I know that there are a lot of you that probably share the same sentiment. I know that recently uh, aid packages, some type of uh, kind of like water bombing, was denied. And it's just not good. Things need to be done. Things need to be changed. And with that said, it's just going to be really, really difficult to get that point across. Chris is back. Also, to add in um, a final note, the UN, um, I hope I'm saying this right. Um, what are you trying to say? The UN Global Environmental Outlook. Yes, ENEP. Um, or UNEP, I apologize. Yes, it came out um, this summer. I'm pretty yes, it came out this summer. Um stating and it gave a an outlook on how the state of the world or the state of the environment and oh, the climate yeah, seventeen months. Yes. And the um the state of the climate and how the world is in carbon emissions and so forth. If there is not a global movement to lower carbon emissions, there we have eighteen months until the until we sustain permanent damage to our um, climate and our global ecosystem. It starts with the small things like I stated previously. Um, recycling. Using less water. Um, if, honestly, if a, if one nation were to go vegan and not to eat or even vegetarian for that matter we would save so much um there would not be as much methane released into the air cows are a vast or a big contributor to carbon emissions in the atmosphere um they fart a lot (laughs) um yeah that's about it yeah anything that no i already reiterated that beforehand um, outro music. Oh, that's right. Yes. We also have new outro music. Yes. And it is anime-inspired, if you can guess the anime that it is from, or the anime that it's derived from, um, I would say leave a comment. I don't know. Like, send us a DM on Instagram, and, like, I guess we'll give you a shout-out on the next uh, podcast. Yeah, they have, our, they have our information. So we are queuing that up again. Be mindful. Sorry, this is coming out a little bit late. It's 8.58, so this will most likely be up at 9 o'clock. I said 8.30. We got a little sidetracked beforehand. Yeah, thank you, Timmy. But anyway, <laughs> with that said, good night, listeners, and have a wonderful rest of the night. Have a productive morning tomorrow, like my partner slash friend Chris and I shall be doing. So, this is us signing off. Buenas noches, everybody. Debbie, where are you, Debbie? Where are you, Debbie? <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. You'll get your horse eventually in D&D. Don't worry about it. I miss Debbie. Yeah, I know. Love Debbie. What if I give you a car that was Debbie and it had, like, a horse on the front? A car? Yeah. You talking about, like, a Mustang? It's 1920s, man. <laughs> Also, the 1920s. Yeah, dude. Mustang wasn't even a thing, dude. Yeah, but that's what. Some type of crazy. But, like, you know, DD can pretty much. Or, like, the horsepower was the car. Oh, that was. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
By the way, Thomas has such a, um, let's see, if you could compare it to a mountain, it would be a pebble on the knowledge that he knows about cars. Oh, fuck off. What, what was it, what was it, Thomas, you were like, oh, you know, it was a, it was a Mustang, it, it didn't have a roof. That's a convertible, Thomas. Not all convertibles are Mustangs. Anyway. Wow. At least I don't trash <laughs> people's wow. cars. Isn't that right, Jimmy? Yeah. Don't jump in the back of Little Red like that. Okay, first of all, I didn't jump in the back of Little Red. Red, I climbed. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference. She's a delicate piece of machinery. <laughs> you know Mexicans climb, they don't jump. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that would be a good recording for you, too. Oh, man. Right. Good night, everybody. Of course, Isaac 